Usually, Abby Maven adored the way Christmas allowed her to get her Martha Stewart on by decorating and baking her heart out. Usually, she loved sharing the 13 different types of cookies she made with family and friends, everything from star-shaped sugar cookies dotted with candy silver balls to grinning gingerbread men. Usually, she didn't have a crazy cowboy and badass poker player named Rhett Butler Blaylock in her kitchen, popping cookies into his mouth faster than the cookie monster, while cracking obscene jokes from a bar stool in front of her kitchen island. You know, Abby, he murmured, leaning on the tan granite countertop and waggling his ash-brown brows. It seems downright chauvinistic of you to make only gingerbread men. Maybe you should add breasts to some of these for balance. Like that would ever happen in her kitchen, with its caramel-colored cabinets and stainless steel appliances, now dotted with vintage Christmas cards of red-cheeked Santas, frolicking reindeer, and luminous angels. Her 16-year-old son, Dustin, hooted with laughter from his bar stool beside Rhett. She even saw her brother, Mac, and his fiancée, Peggy, standing to her right, bite their lips, as if they were trying not to join in on the hilarity. Thank goodness Peggy's eight-year-old son, Keith, was in the other room watching the claymation version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which everyone agreed was disturbing. This was so not the PG-rated cookie-baking experience she preferred, especially when everyone was only watching her work in the kitchen, the biggest hangout room in the house. They'd complain that making gingerbread men was too hard. Wimps. The urge to squirt the egg-white gingerbread frosting onto Rhett's red thermal shirt and jeans came over her, but better sense prevailed. Her action might prompt him to strip his shirt off in her kitchen, and frankly, she wouldn't be able to draw a straight line with her frosting if he did that. The man had the best chest she'd ever seen. Not that she'd seen many outside of the movies and fireman calendars. Instead, she gestured toward the remaining dough in the bowl, which gave off that special gingerbread scent she loved, redolent of coffee and spice. Since your poker babes have such remarkable attributes— Perhaps you should be the one to shape some female cookies? He must have caught the challenge in her eyes. Their ongoing battle over his poker entourage was one of the main reasons why she'd refused to renew their relationship when he moved to her new town of Dare Valley, Colorado, months ago, with the sole purpose of getting her to agree to marry him. He'd played poker in overseas venues for a year after she broke off their secret relationship. He'd returned six months ago, declaring his love for her and saying he wouldn't ever leave her again. And shockingly, he'd stuck by that vow. Dustin angled his head to the right and flashed a smile at their ongoing banter. And suddenly, he reminded her of his father, a man whom she'd believed to be sincere and kind until he'd blown that illusion to smithereens. Trusting men hadn't been her strong suit since then. Add in the fact that she and Rhett were still ill-suited beyond words— and she hadn't caved to Rhett's dogged pursuit. If there was one thing Abby had learned to value in life, it was order. Okay, and control. But that made her sound like a control freak, which she was so not. Mostly. I just might do that, Rhett replied, pinching some of the dough out of her holiday Christmas bowl and rolling it into a ball. Sweet, her son cried, jumping up from the bar stool right in front of her kitchen island, like he was preparing to make Playboy Centerfold Gingerbread Cookies, a teenager's Christmas fantasy. Like she would ever allow that to happen in her home. 
Rhett put a hand on Dustin's shoulder, and he eased back into his chair, about as deflated as an undercooked souffle. Maybe we can just put a dress on them, Rhett said. That way your mama can still maintain her dignity, Dustin. The compliment did little to diffuse her. As a poker player, and a flamboyant one at that, Rhett had created a rough-and-tumble image for his act. Every time he played poker, he was accompanied by his poker babes, two women clad in tight, low-cut, often sequin gowns, with death-defying cleavage. Few knew these women were total brainiacs who worked as his scouts. Frankly, she didn't care that they both had MBAs from Harvard and that he'd never been anything but professional with them.